like the the dub of Miyazaki films because I they always get big name actors and I think it's fun watching them voice the characters. Uh, but uh, Jack yeah, we were, Black we were... is... what? <laughs> Jack Black as Hitler. I would love that characterization. I'm sorry, Grandpa. Wind that rises. Hold on, that's not the intro. Oh shit, Sai, I loved it. <laughs> that was good. No, I talked when you were talking. I got confused. Yeah, you can just cut no, out you... Manny talking in the background. Yeah, no, that was I know, great. but I, get, I can't hear myself, so I'm just saying random shit into my brain. I think you were. Anyways, you, you said it right, dude. Yeah, Today, was, that was spot on. We are doing the March Rising, March Forward. Nope, that's not it either. No, you did worse though. Yep. Yeah. You want me to talk again? No. So you can do it right. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Because. You did it right our, theme is, our theme today is marching forward because it's March and we're marching forward. And I chose the movie <laughs> fucking you sound like you're high, bud. I always sound like this because I never know what I'm saying. I chose the movie uh The Wind Rises by the acclaimed um Miyazaki, the one who does all the Ghibli films. That's his company. What's his first name? Hayao. Hayao. Oh, is that how you pronounce it? Holy shit, what? Wait, why did you pronounce it? Hayo? Hey, no, I said hey, hey, yo. It's H A Y A O. Hey, yo, Miyazaki. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. Hey, how do you say it? Hayo, Miyazaki. Hayo. It's probably, I'm not probably, I'm missing up the nuances in his name, but that's how I've heard it been said before. I've been saying it wrong my whole life. Yeah. No, you're fine. I mean, you I mean, how many movies have you watched of his to like, uh, I watched right. quite a few. Oh shit! But okay. I can say Miyazaki. I just I don't know. I've never heard. I've never heard the name Heyo. Hey Hey. Hayo. Hayo Miyazaki said, is a very common name hello. and surname. So I mean. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I thought that the new Elder Elden Ring was the lore Made was created by, by by Miyazaki and George R. <laughs> R. Martin, but it's Hidetaka uh, Miyazaki, the actual guy that just makes the from software games. I was an idiot. I was like, oh man, Miyazaki was part of the lore in, in Elden Ring. That's cool. Oh, fucking, I would love that. That'd be great. Fucking, that would have been dope. Uh, he, I think there was like a, a Miyazaki-esque video game though. Uh, what was it? Um, I forgot what it's, it's called. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's RPG. RPG. Yeah, yeah. Nino Kuni. Nino Kuni, yeah. It's not Ghibli, but oh. it's very... But it's like the Ghibli team, isn't it? I don't think so. I think it was inspired by them. Huh? No, man. I'm pretty sure like there's you look people it up, from Ghibli on Nino Kuni. I'm going to finish this intro <laughs> at some point. Nino Kuni. Um, uh, yeah, no, we watched The Wind Rises. And uh, my friends, what are your names? What What would you like to be introduced as today? I'm being very polite today. <laughs> Oh shit! Like you didn't, you didn't choose ones. We, yeah, I we get to choose up. our own. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, in the name of of uh, I want to be tuberculosis. Oh fuck! 
<laughs> Introducing the one, the only deadly tuberculosis that kills all women in films. Morgan. That's right. I want to be Japanese war crimes. Ooh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> and introducing the the country that took over many other countries with a red Say dot on their did. mat. Um, lots of terrible things to Koreans, to Chinese people, to Filipinos, yeah. uh, any other Southeast Asian country you can think of, probably. And now they make family fun, friendly movies for everyone to enjoy. That's right. And also, yeah, the animated sequences. <laughs> you say for, his uh, name. He's like, no, that's the- not me. <laughs> yeah, wasn't um, wasn't what? Japan behind what was it called? Like unit, uh, like that unit seven something. What are you that talking about? Right. It sounds like yeah, a Naruto no, shit. Yeah, uh, Japan unit, some unit up shit. I know that. That was during World War II, I think, when they when they did like covert biological and chemical warfare research yeah. and like oh, like took people buddy. in and like heavily tortured and did messed up shit to them just to see what it would look like if they just tore their ribs out of their body. Okay, we we can't get past this. This movie is specifically about World War II and World War One, the time between it. There is a very there's no way to decouple imperialism, colonialism, and us and this movie. And What's fucked up? I'm just going to say out loud right now. I see movies like just gloss over this. And I get that it's supposed to be a Ghibli film that's cute. But it really fucks with me a lot that people don't bring this up when they talk about this film. And I I like this film, but it's given me complex feelings about it. Um, what did y'all think about this movie? Oh, some first impressions, huh? Yeah, yeah. Uh... <laughs> it was a beautiful film uh in terms of animation storytelling and writing um right that was really low volume so let me speak up a little bit when i talk uh put some respect <laughs> uh, i'll use this take don't worry me miyazaki uh it was a beautiful film in terms of storytelling art and um writing i think miyazaki typically knocks it out of the park and this is no exception with what was supposed to be his final film which ended up being his penultimate film uh, and probably won't even be his penultimate film. They'll probably yeah. be like, I'll do one more. Um, He's almost but... 80. Yeah. yeah so maybe Eastwood he won't. Maybe he'll just die. Coming oh back. Fucking God. Oh, yeah. He might just How die. How is Clint Eastwood alive? <laughs> God damn. I don't know. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, <sighs> I enjoyed the film. There is a lot to unpack, though. Um, there definitely is a pretty macabre background going on in that world and this story um but i'll let morgan get to her first impressions first maybe she thinks it's shite yeah this movie was shite uh damn no i'm i'm just kidding i like (laughs) i I thought you were like yeah it sucks (laughs) no i like miyazaki films i i love the art style i love watching like uh because he usually depicts like an older uh or i guess a younger version of japan and it's just a a culture that i am not a part of i'm part of like a western american culture so i Mm. love just watching the animated versions of seeing like his uh seeing uh japanese culture through his eyes uh rice fields the outfits uh the trains like everything about it i generally just uh enjoy seeing seeing the way he brings uh japanese culture to life um 
as me an outsider looking in. This movie in particular is especially interesting because it's it's seeing World War II from the Japanese side. Yeah. Knowing that, you know, we the the only atomic bomb that's ever been unleashed, you know, was on them. I mean, he's an he's an entirely different film. Or Studio Ghibli has done an entirely different film regarding that aspect specifically. But seeing yeah. like the the war from like the Japanese side, him working with the Germans, like the hints of the, I guess, the anti-German sentiment or the anti-Nazi sentiment, the hints of uh, of it in the film, but still told from like a we're working with them perspective is really interesting. You know, you don't see it a lot. Most of the World War II movies I see are like, you know, saving Private Ryan kind of stuff or right. like just really focus on either the atrocities of war specifically or uh or like western the the, the winner's side telling the story yeah. or it's, it's more about that kind of emphasis on the victory over the nazis this is a way more grounded simple piece that's not really about world war ii but it just takes place during it from the perspective of an entirely different culture and and through a lens you don't see often. So it's definitely interesting for sure to watch. I would argue this is a very common perspective that's seen through Japanese TV shows and media. Uh, there's a very ongoing problem where people kind of trying to wipe away the, 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 mm. the problems that the Japanese have done over the years. Um, especially mm. given they're trying to sell their this new image. And that's, I get that. You know, you don't want to be labeled as the country that did the bad shit. I mean, we do that shit all the time. So, like, where are we, we going to really talk about shit. it? Exactly. Oh, like, yeah. American imperialism, uh, colonialism, German not yeah. German fascism, all that shit, you know? I but... mean, we, we <laughs> sent out two atomic bombs on a tiny island. Mm -hmm. We've all done messed up shit. Uh, yeah. So, I, I guess... Mean... It... Yeah, let's point it out right now that the uh, American nukes were dropped on largely Hiroshima. civilian populations. Right, true. I mean, true. which is a fucking war crime that the United States should have paid for. Well, war, oh, yeah, the yeah. war crimes were created after World War II. It was because yeah. of World War II that that war crimes really became like they was that sat the down Geneva Convention. Yeah, and, that, and they determined what. But actually, uh, from my recollection, it was actually like the just like the firebombing and and just the. Uh, regular missiles that actually caused the most uh, mm. damaging casualties, but that doesn't undermine the fact that we fucking dropped two atomic bombs on civilian cities. Uh, yeah. But war crimes and the Geneva Con Convention and all that was was determined after World War II because of all those atrocities. But then we still went on to do the same thing in like Vietnam and shit. So what difference did it make, right? That's well, right. <laughs> yeah. Napalm, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. Oh god. Yeah. No. Fucking wars. Obviously, the universal bad here, but a lot of people kind of. It's a very interesting take that this movie takes. Where, well, what I got from this movie is that war just kind of happens, and you just kind of have to roll with it, no matter what the stakes were. You could be opposed to it, and you know, we can say that Jiro was probably Jiro is the main character, by the way. Mm -hmm. He was probably a good person mm -hmm. in terms of it, but make no mistake, the problem still lies in the fact that he was. A very good reason why the Japanese were advancing in military in military aid 
and they did do a lot of atrocities because of his his stuff and it just yeah it's it's beautifully sad because now i'm sympathetic even though definitely my people were caught in the crossfire of that you know that that sucks but even like i don't know fucking uh manny do you remember that book we used to read in high school fucking uh what was it called was it called Mouse? The autobiography of Eddie of uh, Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah. Ah, uh, yes, my favorite <laughs> Jewish Sarah Holocaust survivor. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, what was his name? Oh, there's this book back in. It's like a really old book, but it's you know the Anne Frank story, the sympathetic. Um... The Diary of Anne Frank. Is that the no, no. book you're talking? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> no, no. This is a this is a bio- <laughs> this is historical fiction based. Talking about Mouse? No, no, no. But Mouse you read is Mouse in high similar, school. You know. Uh, I didn't read. I didn't read Mouse. We could. I should. I could have read Mouse. I didn't. I should have read Mouse. It hurts really good. Um, no, but I forgot what this called. Life is beautiful. Mm-mm. Are you talking about a film? No, no, no. That's it's, not it's reading Keanu. <laughs> yeah, it was a podcast. I really. <laughs> Life is beautiful is, a, is an Italian film. Ah, uh, fuck. But um, it's true. It, you might have read Life is Beautiful. Is that it? No, no, no. But I'm, I'm like... just trying to get a. <laughs> it's night. It's night by Eli Weiss. Oh yeah, yeah. That's the one I was thinking of, right? Yeah. And... <laughs> no, but I don't think it was that. It was like called House or something in indoors. I don't know. But what? no, House indoors. Who did you have for English? Uh, fuck. Wasn't Brewer. It was fuck. What was her name? She had glasses. Hilda, Miss Hill, Miss. She was my tenth. Tenth. I was gonna say I think we had different tenth grade. Is we it the did, house but... on Thromerstrass? You know, I'm the just gonna drop house? it. I honestly don't know. <laughs> Fuck, but I remember the was plot. it about Nazi Germany? A yeah. story of rebirth and renewal in the wake of the Holocaust, uh, the Holocaust <laughs> by Ron Vincent. The oh house on Thromerstrass. We got her on a list. Oh shit. Just remember already because it's going to kill me. I can't. I'll I'll remember it after the podcast. Don't worry about it. Why did you bring it up? Why did you bring it up? This is a war cry. (laughs) I just wanted to bring up the plot. Like a whole Geneva (laughs) Convention court thing for you, man. Fuck me. We have to make our own version for the podcast. Never bring up something if you can't follow through. That's true. I'm going to remember it. I'm going to be really mad. I'm like, oh, it was that motherfucker. Anyways, um, the, the it just it paints Nazis in a sympathetic light because not Nazis but people German people who were underneath Nazi reign because they were also like they didn't agree to the war but they pushed them towards it like to make it topical uh you know the amount of people that hate Russians right now because you know fucking mm. Putin and shit but obviously not all of Russia is okay with what's happening in Ukraine so they're yeah the the hate isn't justified and. I don't know. It's, it's that kind of like feeling, you know? Yeah, no, yeah. There's a good chunk of Russian protesters who are being put in prison right now. Exactly. It's it's very yeah unfounded. But the problem is this guy is like, you know, he aided literally in making the war machines that killed people. And Miyazaki and whoever else was working on this film were like, yeah, but airplanes aren't meant for that. They will always be used for that. And it just feels very defeatist it's not even like you know rise and grind kind of thing it's like i gotta make money it's like no you have to follow your dreams even if your dreams means eventually hurting people in some like uh side of way and that's that fucking sucks i don't i don't i didn't think this movie would be so depressing and the thing is there are commercial airplanes and there are jets and things that are just for like traveling research 
Yeah. So it's like he, he could have. Aerial photography is a big thing, right? Yeah, like, which, I mean, all it's sorts which, of. Yeah, yeah, which drones take care of most of that now. Well, but, now, like, you know. right. But back <laughs> then. Aerial and that's another yeah. thing. Like, so, like, your thing is there was never a discussion of should I do this? Like, this is my dream. The way the movie presented it, this was his dream. So there is no hesitation and there is no matter about the cost. He just has to do it because he wants to he wants to make airplanes and whatever whatever that means, he will do it. And the movie presents that as yeah, like you said, kind of a bit of a kind of pure a, a bit of a bit of fatalism of like there's nothing to be done, that's just how they're gonna be used. You can't don't even bother thinking of any other means or any other way to to live your dream. Just make them for war and deal with it. They're beautiful anyway. Yes, and I was like, okay, true, I guess. But like, fuck, you can say that to justify anything almost. Like, you know, with yeah. with, with Disney and shit too. Like, his, his very, very racist cartoons and stuff, you can use that to justify the propaganda he used to push out for America and stuff. I just, that doesn't sit well with me. And the fact that most people online don't notice that kind of scares me because like am i like that do i excuse things because like i'm watching the film and i'm like i'm just like oh it's fine and i'm like do i do that i don't i feel like i do and now i'm like trying to see it for the first time and it it fucking sucks dude i don't know do you guys feel that complex about it or is it just kind of like this is just a movie to you guys well i mean of course it's it's a movie but i understand what you're saying where they the author of the piece didn't take the time to really play with any any kind of nuance beyond. It was very clear that he didn't want to deal with with that discussion because he kind of they heavy handedly throw in airplanes are beautiful, make airplanes and whatever over and over again, a little a little heavy handedly to kind of throw in the point of this is not a discussion. This movie is about airplanes. You're just going to have to ignore all the fucked up shit they do because exactly. I want to make this biography piece about this guy that made warplanes. Just deal right. with it. It was a memoir originally that was adapted into a manga by Miyazaki. And then that was a pet project that got turned into a movie as his last movie. So that's the way that most people see it as they, they have to they take the authorial intent at its word, which, yeah, I, I get that. That's that's fucking cool, but uh, it, it just feels like the the critical voice of like, hey, this is it's kind of weird that we just kind of allowed this to be to like run it through and like the least kind of he got very little backlash against it. It was just kind of like, yep, that's Miyazaki. He's off. I don't know. I I I don't know. Manny, you've been you've been kind of quiet. What do you feel like? Manny maybe not here. <laughs> hey, I'm Manny, you know, I think war crimes are cool and you guys should stop. You guys should stop talking shit I mean, about them. I'm not asking him to present like the other side because like I can I can see the other side of the argument already. It's like I, it's everywhere, honestly. And that's that's fine. This movie's still very pretty, very cool. But I just it I can only say it sucks. And the fact that it's wrapped in such a Graphically, not gra- what did I say graphically? Stunning movie, stunning presentation, stunning even voice work. 
I have been, we haven't talked about the other stuff though, like the characters and the setting and everything. Well, you talked about the setting, Morgan. Um, you and I, we we were both playing the Great Ace Attorney, and that was kind of fun to see like uh, both of these and like imagine like a game and also in a movie. And I'm playing Pokemon Legends Arceus, which also delves into that like, very older aesthetic of Japan as well. There's just a very lot of reverie for that time, the nostalgia for it. And, and I've never lived school. in that time. No, I never will. Hey, man, I do enjoy. Uh, I yeah. never left. I uh, was just, drinking you... water. Oh, uh, fuck. And you guys just started talking for me. And I, I was don't like, know. okay, this is happening. I'm uh, sorry. Which I love both of your hot takes on what my take would be. Um, I which just... is probably actually somewhere in between that. Okay. Um, I think, first of all, Keanu, it's a false equivalency to compare uh, Disney war propaganda to this film because or to you know our main characters uh dream and work in the film right jiro's work uh and ignore jiro's work in the way that he sort of ignores what his uh what the fruits of his labor culminate to aren't the same thing as purposely doing war propaganda because disney knew exactly what he was doing it wasn't like i'm gonna follow my dream and people are gonna take it and change it to whatever they're going to no matter what um, well, but Jiro right. knew that he was making plans, making planes for war as well. But they yeah. were both doing it because one, one guy wanted to make animations and the other guy wanted to make airplanes. No, see, and that's what I think is a false equivalency. Because... But you think Disney was doing it not because he wanted to make a- a- animations, but he wanted to make propaganda. Yes, uh, he wanted to make propaganda. Okay. Fair point. Yeah, that's possible. Yeah. It's what I think personally there. But I also think that there should be more discussion online um, regarding the the time and the fact that this character is ultimately adding more negative into the world. Um, I don't think he does it on purpose, obviously. I think... I think as the character is presented in the film, he is a good person who is simply following his dream. And unfortunately, Mm -hmm. his dream is being used in war and um i mean that's the thing right it's not just planes it's all types of science it's all types of technological advancements as soon as scientists and engineers put something new into the world people who are in charge of the world try to find ways to weaponize it or to use it to hurt their enemies that's the thing and so in this way i think it's much more I think it'd be a much more fair equivalence to say, like, you know, um, some of the guys in the Manhattan Project who really deeply regretted their work after the atomic bombs were, you know, culminated uh, in in Ooh. war crimes. Yeah. Did you guys read like the uh, the the text, not the the conversation of the German scientists that had been captured by by the U.S. like when? They were presented with the news that the the U.S. had six, like they were working on the atomic bomb. They like kind of almost got there, but didn't make it. And then yeah. the U.S. did it and used it. And then they were presented with the fact that an atom bomb had been made and used. And like their reaction to it was like, at first they didn't believe it. Then they were like, oh, I'm so glad it was them and not us because I would have not been able to live with the consequences of, of yeah. what transpired from that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't know about that, but fuck. That's that's a big one, right? And obviously, mm-hmm. you know, Hero didn't make atom bombs. But he made things that killed people. And, you know, at the end of the day, 
Um, even if we don't see that perspective, it must have weighed on his conscience at least a little bit. I think actually we the get last it at the end. Yeah. dream sequence. I was gonna say the last dream sequence. You do yeah. get to see that a little bit, but it's not talked about on the film, and it really mm-hmm. should have been talked about a little bit more. Um, but I don't hate the film for it. I think it offers a decent nuance. People get focused on what they're doing. Scientists and engineers do the work that they do. Um, sort of without really thought of the greater consequence. That's not really where their passion or interest lies, right? Right. Not all the time. There are some scientists and engineers who are more moralistically motivated, but for the most part, people just sort of do their thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, no, I think... I don't think it detracts anything of value from the film that people aren't picking up the nuances um, or subtext of the plot. I think that just takes away from the viewership, right? I think the audience is maybe somewhat to blame for not having a more engaging <laughs> conversation. And I would add off of that <laughs> is that Miyazaki films are usually, at least mm. in my experience, very toned down is maybe mm. the word I'm going for, or very like, like the the view is very much like microscopic or kind of focused yeah. very specifically on one thing and then kind of jumps around that, not really giving you the full entire view, but but allowing it to be there in little bits of subtext. I can that, definitely see that. Yeah. yeah. No, it's more of one character's specific journey. It's not yeah. really focusing on the world around and like all those sort of contexts. And, you know, those themes are there, but they're not they're not explored as in depth as other writers or storytellers would mm-hmm. Have and them presented to be. That's one because of the things I isn't like about him. Yeah, because isn't Princess Mononoke like a whole thing about like environmental environmentalism? Yeah, and yeah. like environmental ethics and all that. But it's very, fo- but it's very focused on like mm-hmm. it. Like the, he doesn't, he doesn't like go out and like show all these different perspectives and have like A, B, and C plots that like come like merging at this point with these big ups and downs. Like his films are very uh, quiet. And very, very focused on a specific microscopic yeah. like lens of an area, and like in a way that's kind of refreshing because his movies in that regard almost let you breathe while you're watching them, yeah. and then you can kind of let let the let the theme simmer afterwards. Totally. So anyway, that's my perspective on that conversation. Not, oh, my name's Manny. I think war crimes are good. Or. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no. You got me. Nah, yeah. I was just thinking, like, I could think of, like, the opposing argument, but I don't think that's necessarily what you were going to go for, obviously. Although um, you you assume that that's what I was going to do. You motherfucker, nah, nah. you. I very much, I'm like, nah, you wouldn't say that. I know you know. I know you, you know s- to be you like. You presented it as my opinion. I was drinking a goddamn <laughs> cup of water and you presented it as my opinion, you fucking rat bastard. <laughs> You too, I'm a Morgan. tailed rat bastard. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did it jokingly. Keanu was like, "Yeah, I think that's what that's... Manny's gonna." <laughs> no, 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 Morgan's better. Morgan was doing a fucking parody. You were fucking assuming what I believe. You don't know what's in my heart. You fucking microscope. You. <laughs> <laughs> you microscope. All you teleological scientists looking down at me with your microscope. Get the fuck out of here. You sociologist prick. <laughs> Damn. Oh, man. You think you know the Mexican-American-Canadian perspective? Honestly, yeah, that's a very the unique Mac. perspective. The Mac. The Mac. Oh, the Mac shit. Perspective. Oh, oh, man, shit. that was so loud. 
I fucking peeked in my fucking microphone. <laughs> it's the return of the Mac. Fuck. Oh, that's funny. Good stuff. Um, so anyways, nah. where was the conversation going? Yeah, what we really went we, into yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we did. We it was a deep dive. That was a deep yeah. dive in some very deep dive harsh on topics. three little slimes. But mm, making me sad. It's been two years since then. <laughs> I forgot about that name. It's almost yeah, gonna be two years now. Um I I wanted to get into like the characters in because it seems like we really like to bounce off the characters relatively well. Cause that's that's how we that's how we follow it, and that's how I assume we do it. So Obviously, Jiro's the main character, and he's the he's the memoir's main character. But what about the side characters? Were there any characters that kind of stood out to you, or you kind of took fault with? The guy with the fucking eyes. You guys know who I'm talking about. The boss. Oh yeah, yeah. The guy who was like a that dude was like some sort of like anti-German spy or something. Yeah, well, I think he was. Oh, yeah, he was, that guy. He was against the Nazis, but I think he was German and he was in yeah. Japan. Hissel. Hissel, I think his name was. No, his, uh, his name was like Castorp. Ka- Ka- yeah. Castorp. It's Castorp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Copernicus. He mm-hmm. had a really, uh, just a really, his design yeah, was a little on the, yeah, it was a little on the creepy side even. I mean, he was the thing an is, interesting well, character. Oh man! What are you gonna say, Manny? I'm gonna get canceled for this. Oh no! Okay, you don't I like might... glassy-eyed people. Well, no, I just realized something about his character design, and potentially like a whole thing behind he. So, I'm not saying this is the case. Oh? No, you know what? Anthropologically, I am saying this is the case. Oh shit! Okay. You know, there's there's some physical traits that are often overly exaggerated in cartoons and propaganda about the Jewish people. Oh, and so you think he was Jewish? Because in the film, he is depicted as having the character with the largest nose. And I'm not right. saying that's right. I'm just saying that that's typically how that is depicted. In in, in Japanese animation? I don't know if I've ever In most animation. Seen... Well, I don't know if I've ever seen a Jewish person in Japanese animation. <laughs> That's true. That that is a that is a stereotype of Jewish people. Is the the long nose is like one of yeah. the, one of the big ones, and he definitely did have a. It was a very pronounced. It nose. was, but he had a very pronounced face in general. It was unlike yeah. any other character for sure. It was yeah. It was very like when when he first showed up, like before he's even like zoomed in on eating his salad, I immediately went whoa. And then Jasmine said, "You're talking about big nose guy," and I'm like, "Yeah, oh. that guy just just in the background of the dinner scene, like before he's even introduced, we both noticed him because he was just he had a huge head, huge nose, huge eyes. He was just like a really like it was like this character is clearly more designed Coded. than everyone else and is going to become like a major character in a second. No, that's true, and it honestly makes a lot of sense. He's actually not." From the memoir itself, uh, Miyazaki seems like he wanted to mash another story into this story to kind of give it context. Um, he's from another book called The Magic Mountain by Thomas Mann. They, uh, they've referenced a, in the book. A in memoir? The, in, the, in the mover. Uh, no, it's, um, it's a novel. Mm-hmm. It's a work of fiction. And he pulls Castor from it. Um, he makes much of it in, in this movie, too. He says, like, Ah, the Magic Mountain, even though the Magic Mountain's in Germany, where this is, but he's referencing it where he is in Japan as like a a thing the there. The hotel, mm-hmm. right. I I didn't read like the 
description of it, but that's why he looks so weird. It's like he isekai'd him out of his book to put him into <laughs> like the real world in their world. It's very strange. Um, but I think it's dope, honestly, though the way that they chose to put him in there to give him more context, to give like an additional voice, like yeah, fuck Germany during this whole shit, fuck Japan for doing all this shit too. Yeah, he was like the one, the one yeah. like fuck this war voice really everyone else like their reasons were not as like his reason was like yeah war crimes are bad nazis are horrible he literally said the nazis are horrible he says they're mm-hmm. invaders which, yeah something yeah. like that uh he was like the only person to 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 denounce at it at all in the film so that gives him like a very kind of special role being that voice and being mm-hmm. being a friend. And he's the reason why Jiro later is wanted by the secret police because of his relationship to Castorp, who is clearly very much anti-Nazism. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though nothing really came of it, though. Which, no. It, it was a nice sentiment, even though it probably definitely didn't happen. It seems like fan fiction, but thoughtful fan fiction, I guess. Um, well, the whole movie's fan fiction. <laughs> it is kind of, yeah. Uh, it's like the Passion of the Christ, but for a Japanese aviation person during World War One and Two. Um, but I, I wanted to talk about one major side character, and that would be. Wow, I feel bad for blanking on it right now. Uh, no, uh, Satomi, the the uh, the wife. Oh, her name was Naoko. Sorry. Yeah, no, yeah, Naoko. Satomi. Did you like her character? Yeah, she was a character. She really went with... (laughs) (laughs) She's such a character. I mean, I don't know. In the beginning part, when she was like a little... When he meets her for the first time, she's a little girl. And then there's like her maid. Jasmine and I were debating about which one was the love interest. Mm. The maid or the little girl. (laughs) Uh, We kept going back and forth and switching opinions about which one it was going to be. And then when we see her grown up later, it's like, okay, yeah, it's... It's her. That makes sense, yeah. Yeah. Which, isn't it creepy because didn't he say something like, you know, like, I was in love with you since this, like, moment that I met you? Which He said that? I don't remember that part. There was a part, um, sometime we're doing that, that whole Magic Mountain scene. Yeah. Time period. Wait, did you watch the dub or sub, Manny? I watched the sub. Okay, I don't think that was in the dub. Oh, you watched the dub? Yeah, I don't think that was in the dub because wow. Jasmine and I were discussing it. We were trying to, How we were brave. like, is it creepy or not? It's probably I a like bit creepy. The, the dub <laughs> of Miyazaki films because I they always get big name actors and I think it's fun watching them voice the characters. Uh, but uh, Jack yeah, we were. Black we were is. What? <laughs> Jack Black as Hitler. <laughs> I would love that characterization. Oh, I love that so much. Skinny did it do? I'ma kill the Jews. Oh no! Oh. So many sound bites for this. So many These sound bites. Sound bites. I'm so jealous can't. of you. I can't. I can't. I had to pick the one fucking film about World War Two. You were like, you were like, con- I like, wanted oh, to. War I wanted films. to. War films are so interesting to me. Son of a bitch. Oh, Christ. Um, yeah, but, but regarding that, in the dub, the only moment that was that was sus was, like, sus. after he helps them out and, like, returns and is talking to his little sister, you know, and they're going to catch that boat. 
she says like, oh, I think she really liked you. And he, his response was like, oh, I don't know. Like, I tried to go find her again afterwards and, and her house had burned down and she was gone. <laughs> and like, he, he didn't like say anything more than that. So it's like, it, we, so you don't even know who he's trying to find or like why he was trying to find them or whatever. I don't think in the dub, in the scene where like he's proposing to her, is I think the one you're talking about. I, I don't think he... Might have been that, yeah. I don't think he said that I loved you from the first moment I saw you. Because I feel like I would have remembered that because we were constantly debating throughout the movie whether it was creepy or not. Uh, And I feel like that would have been... a bit too nice in that regard. But I mean, I guess you kind of have to be, right? Like, when the earthquake happened, the the Kanto earthquake. Well, yeah, so you're you're saying that that's evidence that he did like her from that moment. But you kind of had to, though, because it's like you spent a good amount of time with her and she's on the poster. So and like they I had guess. that moment with like the f- oh, I don't know if this is in the sub or not, but like they because <laughs> there was that French poem that they were repeating. Oh, yeah, it was yeah. in the sub, too. Yeah, I think the dub, the dub <laughs> in the dub, they acted as if they were talking in Japanese, like they were referencing that they were speaking in Japanese versus French and whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, they had that moment with the poem, and that's when I was like, oh, is he having a moment with this little girl? And then later, it was the maid that broke her leg. I was like, oh, no, he's having a moment with the, you know, the maid that is the same age as him. And then Jasmine's like, Psh, he's not going to get with the maid. Like, but Jasmine, <laughs> this is a little girl. They had to make him wait five years for her for this to be legal. Yeah, for exactly. Us to be okay with yeah. Yep. Good yeah. old Japan logic. Gross. Yeah. I honestly thought she was like 18 or something. And I was like, she could be 18, but she looks really small. I didn't want to think about too much. How old is she when much. she dies? Um, they don't really say. I didn't look they, it up. They never specify her age. And I don't know if she's based on reality or not. She's not based on reality. Or she sort of is. Kind of. In reality, Jiro historically was just a normal dude. He had a normal family. None of this shit happened to him. He had lived to like 80 basically, and his wife was, you know, kicking it with it, basically, the whole time. But the reason why Naoko da- is brought into this film and dies and has, um... Fuck, how did I... How did I blacking out the fucking disease? We just said it earlier. Tuberculosis. Tuberculosis. I introduced you as such. Thank you, guys. Uh, it's actually based on the memoir person, so author, the author of that. He... Oh. Yes. He, when he wrote the biography of Jiro, or made the memoir, I guess... He inserted his own life stories into <laughs> Jiro's stories. So wow. it's a it's a weird historical fiction memoir. It's a very weird mashup of ideas that turned into this movie. It's um, called fan fiction, bro. Get over that's it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He inserted his OC into his uh, Jiro <laughs> uh, Horikoshi uh, fanfic. Yeah. <laughs> his OC was dead wife. <laughs> Why would you say oh, something so brave yet so accurate? <laughs> uh, the whole thing is she gets fridged, and I'm like, I don't know. She seems like she was just there for her Jiro to have something to be, like, be divided over, and that was weird because it's like, serve your country or make sure you see your your wife's dying last breath. Uh that's rough. And then she's like, no. Uh, what was it? The maid was like telling his little sister not to like 
do that to tell her because she wants to make sure that's the last time he sees her. And that, mm-hmm. gross. That's that's just all I gotta say. That the, I can't believe they. That was like uh, I guess that's that's cool. We gotta make Jiro's life really, really, really sad. First it was, oh man, I got my glasses suck. It makes me a nerd. And then it's like, oh no, I have to build airplanes. But during World War Two, and then it's, oh no, my wife is dying. Uh, I guess he keeps it pushing, but fuck. I don't know. At some point, you just kind of have to not keep it pushing anything anymore. I will say Jasmine really liked their relationship when they were both of normal age age and getting together. We don't know that. She could be 14 when he meets her again. Yeah, it's true. Let's assume assume she's okay. She looked looked (laughs) much older. Isn't 14 legal in Japan? Uh, it's a finicky, touchy subject, but age it kind of is. Japan, it's not finicky. It's not about age of consent. You can't be 18-year-old, 19-year-old, and fucking a 14-year-old. It's more about 14-year-olds can fuck other 14-year-olds consensually. That's that's how that works, I believe, in Japanese law. We should the really get a lawyer. age of consent in Japan is 13 years old. 13-year-olds can have sex, and there's no... Like log. The age that. of consent is the minimum age at which an individual is considered legally old yeah. enough to consent to participation in sexual activity. Yes. Don't ask why I know this. Um. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Fuck me. Okay. Okay. So there's so the general age of consent in Japan is thirteen, but there's other laws in Japan that prohibit sexual activity with young people under the age of eighteen. There's 16 to 18 different laws, yeah. Yeah, which means that it's a regional thing. And Mm -hmm. it also probably means that there's a lot of actual leeway there. um, Because with that many laws, like, you know, like, it's typically a thing where, like, you leave yourself some loopholes there. Um, Even the United States has things like that, though, right? Like, you you can uh, ignore the age of consent in some state as long as you're married. And you can get married as long as you have, like, parental permission. Yeah, um, in in different states, every state yeah. has their own deal. Woohoo! So, anyways, what I'm saying is, she might be 14. She could she could even be 13. Ooh, well, be in Tokyo, the age of marriage, I believe, is 16 for girls and 18 for boys, with parental permission and 20 otherwise. And that's, that's just, fun. I think, in all of Japan. That's the Child Welfare Act of Japan. Okay, so she so might be 16. She has to be at least 16 to be, well, with parental permission. They didn't get any parental permission, so they have to both they at least be 20. They did get parental permission. Oh, oh. that's right. That's they right. Did. From the father, they did <laughs> I thought ask it was just for being, his... They were just yeah. being nice. Oh, shit. Oh, now okay. it could be because she was 16. And he so covered a whole parental other permission because he was at least 20. He was at least 27, 28. That would make sense if she was 16, because if it was five years later, that means she was a little girl, a.k.a. 11, when he met her before. Uh, yeah, that would make sense, because oh, he was really young. you really messed up this whole relationship, Keanu. What the hell have you done? I don't know. Why did, why did we look at this? I should have just this? talked about the voice actors. Did you know that the voice actor for Jiro, in Japanese, is Hideaki Anno? He's a famous director. He did Evangelion and Godzilla. That's it. I'm so drained. <laughs> I don't know, dude. Um, no, this movie's funny. 
This movie's very funny. Is oh, it? Oh, Jesus Christ. It was a bit funny. Like, the, the sound work is kind of funny. Uh, a lot of the times they were... I think in the later half they started using, like, regular sounds, but for a good majority of the beginning, the sound effects and sound design were all human sounds, which I thought was quite funny. Um, I don't know why they did that. I thought it was a very good touch, though. Kind of made it kind of sound organic. But, uh... Strange choice. Respect it. I don't know if y'all picked that up or not, but uh... no, I didn't notice. That's really cool. Oh, really? Did it? Was it different in the dub? I don't know. I just did. Okay. I don't. I I don't remember noticing anything about the sound. <laughs> it was just kind of like you could hear like the boom, and they like kind of slightly shift the the bass notes of uh, people's voices to make it kind of sound like uh, an earthquake or the ch- the sound of an airplane kind of chopping and revving, revving up and shit um manny did you like the music by the way or is it because i know you like the soundtracks usually i don't usually like anything um <laughs> sorry i don't know if that was loud enough i don't usually like right, anything it. i hate everything um <laughs> i don't know man it was a nice enough soundtrack it, the scoring was really good it was fine it was just very jazzy Kind of was it jazzy? No, I don't. No, I always think I of every. Team I don't like think that that's jazzy. jazzy. What's it called? Big band. I don't. Maybe that's still jazz, Keanu. I Son don't of a bitch. I don't think it's jazzy. Um, <laughs> I don't. I didn't notice the music as much in the film as I did like the rest of the scoring, like the actual soundscapes. They use the they use sound a lot to you know sort of, uh, fill the mood of a scene. Uh, like when one of Hero's planes is going by and his wife is, you know, going off to a sanatorium to die. Yeah. Even though it's a success, all of a sudden, like, the sound sort of goes empty for him. And then, you know, it sort of snaps back to reality. Oops, there goes the gravity. Oops, mm-hmm. there goes gravity. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, there goes his mommy. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even fuck. That's crazy. Yeah. You got no bitches. Uh, nah, it's a... Uh... Okay. Well, I'm glad you like that part. I was, I always wondered about... I just like, thought I didn't shit. like it. Well, true, but then you're like, it's, it's okay. It's all right. Stop speaking Although, for me, you know, you're, you're speaking way too much for me today. Oh, man. Don't <laughs> no, assert sorry, your... Don't assert your opinion onto mine. I'm asserting dominance in this podcast. I'm not a blank vessel. You are a full person with thoughts and emotions. Full of Keanu. Stop asserting that, man. Oh, God damn it. You don't know that I'm a full person. I could be a fucking robot. Oh, my God. Yeah, for I know, you're just some Discord bot. You're a fucking robot? Ooh, nice. Nice, Katie. Sex robot, sex robot. Uh... I'm gonna say we're on a break because I, I I don't know how to direct this conversation. All right, before we go on a break, I'd like to apologize for giving Keanu a hard time. He knows I'm no. just playing with him. Cut that part out, Keanu. Don't put that part in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Keep everything else but cut out the apology. It's great. Oh fuck me, right? She. No, I'm I'm just trying to keep it pushing. Because I honestly don't know. We could probably talk about more stuff in this movie. Um, I mean, we're actually already on an hour. 
Yeah, we, we're we've 50. hit 50, 50 minutes. If you want to take a break, it's okay. Yeah. No, yeah, I was gonna so say I, I this this game was gonna be real short. Uh, before I forget though, what is our dis- theme discussion today? It was the the um. Oh, how it's about did the you, time skip? Yeah, how did you like the the? Oh, did the character grow through their life? Yeah. Right? Yeah. How did the character grow through their life? How do we interpret that? Yeah. Okay, that sounds good to me. Um, I like. I'm gonna get some water. Yeah, I'm thirsty. Get that water. Which I would actually say this character, much like our last character, actually stays very. Like, Are you talking they, already? <laughs> they grow, but they stay keep very similar in. in the fact that they're so hyper fixated on their goals, right? Like you know, they have love and loss, but then you know, at the end of the day, they're just a little boy who wants to make little planes. Yeah, they seem tired by the end. They do get a little tired towards they're the end, tired. especially the last scene. Yeah. And they, they need their dead wife to encourage them to keep on living. Yeah. So in that way, they've definitely become more disillusioned because they definitely started yeah. with a bit more idealism that, mm. that kind of gets destroyed, much like yeah. they did in the war. That's true. Yeah. I mean, you know, especially early in his early adulthood, there's still very much that passion as a child. But, you know, the more he sees what his work's being used for, the more it's like, is this actually, like, is the beauty of planes actually worth, you know, the ugliness of what these planes do? Um, yeah. So anyways, kind of, you can just cut this and put it... Uh, I mean, we, we might as well just continue the conversation now. I, I feel like it's more organic this way. Uh, I, I think that, that, that actually tracks, actually. Um, like, in the beginning, the very beginning of the movie, we see Jiro dream about flying mm-hmm. an airplane. And then he's confronted with the ugly reality of like, yeah, on war is coming and it's going to smack you in the face if you're not ready for it. And then he kind of has to actually confront it at the end when his, his plane starts to take off and it starts to succeed. Yeah. He made I think that's fucking... actually very dope. Yeah. And yeah. it's kind of thematically appropriate that when his plane finally works, his wife mm. dies. It kind of uh, is foreshadowing <laughs> what's to come with with the Ooh. planes that he's created. Yeah, that's good. I actually do really like the way this film uh, portrayed this character's growth. Or I, I like the way this character grew in mm-hmm. this film. Um, so yeah, there's that. Welcome back to the Wind Rising, the I'm Sorry Grandpa Game Pa what? podcast. Fuck me. Okay. <laughs> Welcome back to I'm Sorry Game Pa on the I'm Sorry Grandpa podcast. We're going to do a little a fun game today. And, you know, uh, just to get us in the mind of uh, Jiro, our main character. <laughs> he does a lot of math. Oh, no. Doesn't he? And today we're doing a quick math game. Oh no, I was yeah. drinking. I can't do I've been drinking. <laughs> don't worry, don't worry. It's only a couple questions. I'm not going to make you do so long. Uh, first question. What is 123 plus 297? Could we just plug this into a calculator? 
Yeah, sure. If you if you want to do that too, but I then gave why, you guys a piece of paper. Then why would you ask us to do a piece <laughs> so, of paper? I want you to do a piece of paper. Show four, me your work. Four twenty. It's four twenty. That's correct. Also, I'm not it. using a calculator. I'm gonna use a calculator. Let me guess. Is the next one gonna equal sixty nine? No. <laughs> All right. This one. This one, Mandy. I think you're gonna need some paper for it. What is uh, two x plus four equals. 16,014. Wait, 2x... Find x. Wait, 2x plus 4 equals what? 2x plus 4 equals 16,014. Find x. Wait, 2x plus 4 equals what? 2x plus 4 equals 16,014. So that's 16114? 16, 16,114. Wait, 16,114, right? Sorry, Kenny. Yes. 8,205. I did my math wrong. Son of a bitch. What what number is the final number, Keanu? It was supposed to be boobs. Keanu, what was the final number? Was it 16414? It's 8,205. It was... That's a... Yeah. Oh, I did my math That's wrong. That's 100% what it is, for sure. No, I, was, I fucked up. I, I think I put a 0414. That's not a fucking number. That's that's stupid. What? Oh god. No, the number the, the answer <laughs> was, was supposed X. to be 8008. <laughs> yes, 5. <laughs> what you wanted was 16020, oh. bud. Yeah, I fucked up. I did 16, I, put, I put an extra zero in my equation. I'm like, "Oh, I fucked up." Yeah, I need to go back to elementary school to do this shit. All right, next question. No one gets that question. This is for all the marbles. What? I think uh, we should both get that question. Well, then fine. No one gets that question. <laughs> I get the question. You get a negative. I think we both get a plus and you get a negative. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, last question. 23 times 3. Go. Is it 69? That's right. Morgan so wins. Is. I didn't. I didn't even do the math. I was just like, wait a second. No. Why am I even writing this down? It's 69. It's always going to be 69. It's always going to be 69. I'm like, that's all I need. Three questions. You all just right. have three questions? Yeah. Okay. It was 420 boobs, 69. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, it's the best two out of three, right? So that's true. I only need three questions. Yeah, make it easy. I think we're going to rate these films. Yeah. It's Manny's Wait, favorite na- part. Yeah. I love describing it as Manny's favorite part. It's kind of, it's a, it's like a little meme we have going on <laughs> in our it's podcast. a little bit. I mean, this entire podcast is all just a tiny meme. It's it true. is, kind of. Yeah. yeah. I like that though. So Ken, what part uh, is it? It's ratings time. Hell yeah! Bud. Rate rate the movie. Rym, as they say on the internet. I just want to hear your you guys' rating first. Oh, okay. Oh, that's new. It's usually always you that starts. It's fine. Uh, I'll go first to make sure Morgan gets her special time in the middle. <laughs> Perfect. That's not bad. Morgan should go last, actually. I want Sometimes my, Morgan goes last. I want my special time. Shut up, Manny. I want my special time. <laughs> okay. Morgan gets her special time. Um, I give this movie an 8 out of 10. I like the movie a lot. And I'm, I'm happy it, it pushes this very hopeful narrative. Especially if you're a creator or a person who is not confident in their abilities. And you just want to make something special. Like, that's a spirit a lot of people can get behind. And I mean, shit, that's what we do. 
just to give it context, like this is you made this film during like the 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 twenty eleven earthquakes, and that was a time in Japan when like a lot of people were kind of like, "Fuck, what do we do?" So this movie kind of serves as a very positive note for that, but really can't get over the fact that this movie is very positive and very sympathetic towards what is probably a reason why I'm here in a very sad way. So I, I I appreciate the movie. I'm I know it was never ever going to be critical or super critical of what atrocities occur, but I don't I think that just means this movie isn't fully for me and that's fine. So eight out of ten. Eight out of ten is still like it's still really it's a good, good movie. Yeah. I mean really I'd also recommend it to a lot of people, you know. I'm gonna probably show this to like my family and be like, hey check out this movie. Like yeah, it's kind of sick. Um, yeah. I give it, uh, you know, two war crimes the likes I've never seen since or before or after. Um, out of <laughs> you know a small island nation in the Pacific Ocean. Ooh, two out of one. That's that's good. That's two hundred percent, baby. Mm-hmm. Quick maths. Uh no, really though, it's like a seven point eight out of ten. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I couldn't commit. <laughs> I saw. <laughs> How, do you do commit? How do you live your life like that, Morgan? It's just, it's wrong. It's fun. It's fun. That's why she commits to it. She set it up in like the very first episode, and it's gonna keep going forever. Oh, it's... The mm-hmm. seven point eight and an eight. Those are both. Those are both uh good. I give mine the sound of a. <coughs> From inside a Mitsubishi A5N. Oh, no. <laughs> I, love, I love that, how we uh, managed to continue both of our things from the intro. Because you did tuberculosis and I did <laughs> yeah. fucking the nukes. You can. Uh, oh, no, I did Japanese war you crimes. Did, you did war crimes, which is exactly what you... Yeah, exactly Yeah, just two different sides of the war crime. Of the... Yeah. <laughs> no one yeah. was innocent in war. No. No. War never changes. War. War never changes. War never changes. All right. Uh let's let's keep it moving then. No more Ghibli films, no more war films. Oh shit. Morgan, it's your turn. Well, I did a Ghibli war film. Oh nice. shit. We're doing Grave of the Fireflies. <laughs> We're doing the that... Wind Rises. Again. Two. Twice in a row. Uh <laughs> No, we're doing. There were so many movies to choose from. I had like shows I, none. I, I had yeah. I <laughs> we're not doing anything at all. But I had like a list nice. of six. Nice. And then I I brought it down because I was like, okay, but what are the which one of these movies are under two hours? And then from there, I had to base it on what movie was on a streaming service that I had access to. Mm. Uh, so the the Clever. winner out of the six I was considering, we need to talk about Kevin. Ah, never heard of her. Oh, you haven't? Okay, good. I've seen this movie a few times already. Um, I personally like it. We need to talk about Kevin? And I've heard of this film, I think. It's with uh, Tilda Swinton and Ezra Miller. Oh, more with Tilda Swinton. Ezra Miller? Oh, interesting. It's not like that boot like Kylo Ren. Yeah. I, I literally told Jasmine that I thought they looked alike, and Jasmine was like, no, they don't. 
Tezra Miller's hot and Adam Driver isn't. And I was like, they look the same. Okay, well, they first of all, Jasmine has that reversed. Um, <laughs> Jasmine. So there's that. Hot takes all around. Seriously, though, I would like much rather take Damien. Adam Driver, Tezra Miller. What? That's fair. I think they look very similar, so really you could go either way. I think Ezra Miller is the more uh, effeminate looking one, I and Adam Driver yeah. is the more masculine looking one. I so see that. It, He's a split evolution. Yeah, it, yeah essentially. <laughs> it's like the male or female version <laughs> split evolution. Yeah. So that's probably why Jasmine prefers Ezra Miller and you prefer Adam Driver. That maybe. makes sense, yeah. Oh, John C. Reilly's in this film. Oh, cool. yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's great, too. Um, yeah, this movie is... Well, I don't want to spoil anything, but no, I, I, I have no idea if you I'm guys curious. will like it or not. Um, it's... It's a movie that we're going to watch. It's a movie. I'm interested to hear your opinions. Sure. All right, y'all. We're cutting it, we're cutting it clean. Hour 10. Yeah. All right. That's a wrap. Have fun. My grandpa. My grandpa. My poor fucking grandpa. I'm sorry, grandpa. Hey, grandpa. I'm sorry about the war crimes. Grandpa! me too but uh i'll be right back i'll grab this water i'm gonna pee real quick then for sure all right does anyone have uh bluetooth headphones he's peeing oh no jessica are you in the bathroom <laughs>